Well, about um, I, last week, I, I mentioned how uh, the Bournes, Scott and Shauna Bourne, have uh, felt called uh, to return back to Texas, uh, and they're going to be part of a ministry down there. And so, and it's going to be a, uh, it's a big loss for us, a big gain for the kingdom, and we're going to miss you guys tremendously, tremendously. Hasn't she just been wonderful as an announcer? I mean, it's like, it's just wonderful, just fantastic. And, and actually, one of the main ministries that they're going to be involved in is Shauna will be a regular uh, preacher at uh, this, this church. And so we asked her as sort of her swan song, her send-off, uh, to, to bring the word uh, today. So God bless you. We love you. Preach it. Preach away. Give it up for Shauna Bourne. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Uh, so good to be here with you today. And um, I am Shauna Bourne. I am one of the associate pastors here at Woodland Hills for just a little while longer. And um, just very, very blessed and honored to be sharing with you all this morning. For those of you who haven't been around and who don't know, we um, have embarked upon the study of the book of Colossians. And so it has been really good. We're still in chapter one. I know you're shocked, but we're, 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 we're plowing through verse by verse, and it's been really good. And over the last several weeks, we've kind of been hovering over this topic of God's will. And um, last week, Greg shared a oh-so-clever, extremely poetic poem that he wrote himself, believe it or not, uh, with us about who and do and some Betty Sue Lou Moo person I don't remember her name, but it was very impactful, so thank you for sharing that. I'm not going to do that today. I'm not sharing a point with you, but we are going to continue hovering over this topic of uh, the will of God, and I've entitled this message OTW, which will become clear as to why OTW and what OTW is um, momentarily. I have really enjoyed the last several weeks uh, discussing um, and, and discovering together this concept regarding discerning God's will. Um, I've really appreciated the way that we've really taken some time to lay the foundation regarding who we are as God's people. And I, I'm pretty sure it's, it's partially because of the season of change that our family is in, um, but it's also primarily because of the years that I've worked in ministry and, and with this body and, and, and others. Um, it seems like there's always a huge question around people uh, a huge question they have is, is what, what am I supposed to do for God? You know, I know that um, I feel called to do something. I just don't know, quite know what that is. And I think that's a really big thing. Um, but most importantly, I think people, if, if, if we could just really grasp and get who we are called to be as children of God, a lot of the rest of it just kind of seems to make sense. And so this series has been really uh, personally impactful to me, and I've really enjoyed it. But now we're going to get into the scripture, and we're going to read uh, a portion of the scripture we've read before, because it leads into the scripture, the portion of scripture we're going to look at today. So let's look at uh, Colossians chapter 1, and we're going to go verses 9 through 12. It says, For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped oops, sorry, praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, 
so that you may have great endurance and patience, and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share the inheritance of his people in the kingdom of light. Will you pray with me? Jesus, I want to thank you uh, for bestowing your love upon us and, and wooing us so that we could fall in love with you, because that is the single best thing any of us could ever do, Lord. And right now I pray, Father, that you would speak to hearts, that you would nudge spirits, Father, that you would help us to be attentive and to pay attention uh, to what your spirit is saying to our spirit, Lord God. We thank you for your words. Um, I thank you for the revelation that comes from your word. And we just give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. So, uh, the first part of the passage uh, that I want to reread says that we continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. And like I said, we, we spent a few weeks really kind of dissecting that and unpacking that a little bit. And it's so important because the point that we were trying to get across is, and uh, before you can find out what you are supposed to do for God, you need to be firmly grounded in the foundation of who you are because of God, who he has called you to be, who he has destined you to be, who he sees you as right now today. We all hear various messages, either from people we know or events in our past or unfortunate circumstances or habits that we've accustomed. So we, we, we tend to hear these things about ourselves and, and think about ourselves in that light. But the reality of the fact is, is that God has called each and every single one of us. God has chosen each and every single one of us. And in him, we are complete. In him, we have everything that we will ever need. Because of God, who is the God of love, and his love throwing, flowing through us, we can be assured that we are his children, that we are his friend, that he is the lover of our soul, that we are joint heirs with Christ. And once we get that, we really are able to grasp the concept of who we are because of God. The rest of it kind of becomes second nature. As we are living our life out of who we are, out of the assurance that we are Christ's child, we begin to discover a few really, really cool things. We begin to discover that we are in a relationship with the Almighty God, the awesome creator, the creator of everything, is in a relationship with us, a personal relationship. And we are developing a really amazingly cool partnership with the creator of the universe. He's not just a distant God, um, you know, throwing out homework assignments and checking off the list when we do our assignment. No, we're in a partnership with him. And it's a beautiful process by which we spend time with him, and we listen to him, and we speak to him, and he speaks to us. And as that partnership and as that relationship develops, as we are walking in that, we learn to discern his voice. We learn when our father is speaking to us. We, we learn what, what it feels like when he's nudging us. We understand that tap on the shoulder, and we begin to pay attention to see what direction he'll have us to go in. So before we can really talk about what or the do, we have to make sure that we are fully enveloped in who we are and processing that, um, that relationship and cultivating that partnership with him. So when you've got that going and you're hearing his voice and you're sensing his nudges, it then naturally leads to the do, which we find 
some practical applications of that in the following verses. And so I want to read those to you again. It says, we're praying all this stuff about God's will for you so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing good fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified each and every one of you to share in the inheritance of his kingdom the inheritance of his people and the kingdom of light. And so we're going to focus the bulk of our attention on the first part of that passage. Um, It says, So that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way. And that phrase, live a life worthy of the Lord, is a typical translation. That's the way that that verse is typically translated. But the literal meaning is to walk. So we're talking about when discussing or trying to figure out God's will, we have to remember um, the, the, the literal meaning of that phrase there is to walk. So this is about movement. It's about action. It's not standing still in a moment and waiting to see what lands upon us, but it's, it's actually movement toward what we sense God saying to us. It's a movement toward what we sense God speaking to us. As he nudges us, we begin to move in the direction that we sense he's nudging us. So it's it's action. It's movement. It's a way of life. To walk encompasses our entire life, and it's a journey. It's not just a single step. You can't just say, okay, I've heard from God. I did what he wanted me to do, and now I'm done. It's not just a single step. It's a journey. It's a process. So discerning God's will in regards to what we are to do is not just about a specific decision. Yes, we want to seek God on on, on specific decisions in our life. If we need a certain um, answer from him, of course, because we're in that relationship with him, of course, we want to seek his answer to those things. But it's not just about a specific decision. What we'll find as we're cultivating this partnership, as we're cultivating this relationship, and we're responding to his nudges and we're responding to his voice, we'll we'll find that we are continually in tune to him and, and our actions, the way we're walking out our life is a recurring thing because he is continually speaking to us. Now, I kind of think of this as if any of you pay your bills online, you have an opportunity um, to make a one-time payment or make recurring payments. And so um, a one-time payment is exactly, it's one time, it's one deal. So that's the difference in saying, you know, okay, God, I need your answer, I need a direction for one thing and that's it and you call it done. But what we're talking about here, we're talking about this lifestyle of discerning God's voice and hearing his word. Um, it, it's, it's, it's a total encompassing thing, and it's a recurring activity in our life. It's, a, it's an ongoing thing. It's not just a one-time process. It's, it's more of a total impact. We can't just ask God about one particular in our life because he wants to have total impact in the everyday goings-on of, of our life. So it's not just the the one-off big decisions, but it's the daily ins and outs that he wants to be involved with. And as we are living out who we are, it impacts our entire way of life. 
When you and I are living our life because we know that we are his child, because we know that he calls us friend, because we know that his spirit is at power and at work in us, we have the confidence to know when he speaks to us, we're walking in the right direction. Each moment, each day, each second is lived out of who we are. It just overflows. We don't have to worry with, is is this right or is this wrong? Because we are living out of the who, and that in turn impacts the way we live out our life on on a daily basis. It's a total impact. So when we're talking about God's will, we've got to remember that it's a progressive journey. It is a series of steps. And each step along the way, we are continually listening for what he has to say next. When it comes to the grand scheme of life, If you're trying to figure out what he's trying to say to you, if you're listening with each step, you realize that he reveals himself to us while we are on the way. As we are walking out the things of God, as we are walking out who we are in Christ on the way, that's text speak, by the way, for those of you who don't know. OTW, that means on the way. So if you're ever going to let someone know that you're on the way, don't on the way, don't type it all out. Just put OTW and it's good. On the way. A little education for you if you didn't know that. Okay. So you take a step at a time and you're walking it out, and then while you are on the way doing what you're you sent you're supposed to be doing, you realize that you are actually beginning to live out the very things that God has for you. You you stay in tune with each step. One of my favorite quotes that I love, and my husband um, retweeted it, so then I retweeted it, his retweet, and um, I'm gonna show it to you now. It's from Vincent Van Gogh. It says, Great things are not done by impulse, but by a series of small things brought together. You see, as we are doing those small things, as we are living our total life, because remember, he has a total impact on us, as we are walking that out daily, we begin to see kingdom things happening around us. Why? Not because we're so amazing, but because his life and his spirit is flowing through us, and it is impacting everywhere we go and everyone we meet, because we are being obedient to him. We are being open to his word and allowing him to move and speak through us. Regarding steps, it is so important to let his word to light our path. As we're going along the way, we need to be continually listening for his next word, the next thing he's trying to say to us. Uh, I love Psalm 119, and one of my favorite verses from Psalm 119 is verse 105, where it says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. And if you could just envision with me, what we're talking about here is not like, you know, when you're driving down a dark road at night and you put on your high beams and you could see, you know, for eons. No, what we're talking about is just, it's just imagine a little lantern that you're holding. And you get just enough light for your very next few steps. That's what his word does for us. We, he just kind of guides our steps on the way as we go, as we're being faithful, as we're staying in tune, as we're being obedient. He illuminates our steps along the way. And it can be a little bit scary because we don't get the full picture all the time. We don't get the the full answer to what we're looking to do. We're just seeking him along the way, and he seems to just kind of illuminate a few of our steps at a time. And that can be a little bit scary. I think a lot of times we would like to know, what's the end game? What's the big grand thing that you have for us to do, God? But, you know, I think sometimes if the full scope of everything was revealed to us, we might, we might get scared. We might muck it up. <laughs> the best way I can explain this is, um, is through personal experience. You know, six years ago, 
when uh, my family, my husband and I were kind of feeling God stirring in the nest, per se. We were living in Houston, Texas, and we felt God, we were beginning to sense that he was leading us to something new and different. And I was all for that because I am very passionate about staying in tune to what he's saying. I want to make sure I'm following his words. I had no clue it would be all the way up to Minnesota. I had never been this far north before. I uh, just knew that I was supposed to follow the Lord and trust him for the rest. And so six years ago, when we came up here, my husband was the one who was on staff. And I, um, I wasn't, and I didn't necessarily want to be. I was at a time in my life where I felt like I just wanted to sit and just soak in and just kind of blend into the crowd. This is a pretty big place, so I thought, this is perfect for me. I can just come, and I could sit out there. No one will ever have to know me. I won't ever have to, you know, get super involved. I can just kind of be anonymous. And that has worked out so very well. That was my intention, and that's what I needed for, for a minute. But then I began, as, I did, as I took that step of obedience and, and moved all the way up here, and all I knew, you guys, I did not have the full big picture. I didn't know what the heck this would be or what this would look like at all. All I knew was that God was calling us to the frozen north, and I trusted him to keep me safe and keep me warm. And that's all I had. So I just had enough light to illuminate my next few steps. And that, those next few steps brought us here to this amazing, wonderful body. And then as I began to continually listen, because it's not just a one-time thing, as I began to continually listen and, and sense what he was saying, I began to realize, okay, it's okay to get involved a little bit. And so I did. I started out temporarily in the children's ministry, and that was wonderful. I was able to meet a lot of other parents and see what goes on back there in Heroes Gate with that amazing ministry back there, and it was really cool. And then, you know, a a little bit more of my path was illuminated as I would continually listen to the Lord, and I uh, began, began to be their volunteer coordinator permanently on staff. And then just my path has just taken various turns, you know, I have enjoyed every single part of the journey of being here over the last six years. You know, working with the young adults with Immerse has been incredible. And um, working with the adventure group leaders has been absolutely incredible. And working uh, with the connecting ministry and helping people get involved and get connected to one another in the body has just been absolutely incredible. You know what? I absolutely do love being up here and explaining to you guys what's going on um, every week. That's just something that I really enjoy. But I didn't have that full picture six years ago. I, didn't, I had no clue that um, I would grow into the things that I'm doing now. And as I have been obedient and, and, and followed the nudges and followed his voice, um, I have began to discover more of who I am in Christ, and I began to discover um, a lot of my passions and the things that fuel me. And so I just want to take this time to personally thank each of you because you have all been a huge part of my journey the last six years. And it has been nothing short of beautiful. This body of believers, you guys, are absolutely incredible. I love your heart. I love your passion for the kingdom. I love the way you serve others, the way you love others. I am blown away. And I have to continually listen to God, and now that listening and that nudging is leading us away. And that makes me sad, but it also makes me happy. So time out on the message. I just want to say thank you all, because you're absolutely incredible, and I love you all so very much. Okay, time back into the message. 
The verse goes on to talk about bearing fruit in every good work and growing in the knowledge of God. And I just want to say about the bearing fruit in every good work, I don't want us to get caught up on, well, what are the good works or how do we know that we're bearing fruit? Because I think so many times we try to, that gets back into the trying to find the list of do's and don'ts. And that's not what this is about. Remember, we're cultivating a partnership. We're cultivating a relationship and we're, we're creating movement in our life that is allowing us just to be who he has called us to be. And out of that will overflow things that you sense him leading you to do. I think the undercurrent video we saw this morning is a perfect example of bearing fruit. That is a perfect example of good works. It's about just being what God is calling you to be in this moment and in the next moment and in the next moment. So if you feel a nudge or an urging to maybe go volunteer in children's, just take that step. That's a good work. That's bearing fruit. If you feel like you want to support the food shelf on a regular basis, just take that step because that's bearing fruit and that is a good work. You know, whether it's helping out with Teen Challenge or, you know, helping men recover through the Salvation Army or just whatever it is, just take that first step because you don't have to have the full picture. You don't have to know completely and totally what it's all going to look like. You just have to be faithful in your movement. You just have to be faithful in your walk. You just have to be faithful in your action, to take those steps and trust God to continually light your path, then that is good work. (laughs) That is bearing fruit. Being the kingdom people that you already are, doing the things that you sense God calling you to do is the very thing that Paul is talking about here. This, This is a common theme throughout Paul's letters when he talks about how authentic faith shows itself in doing good. And I just want to encourage you all to just continue to do what you're doing. Continue to listen to the voice of God and continue to walk out your kingdom life um, as you volunteer here, in your community, and around the world where you feel called. The verse ends by uh, saying, talking about being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might. So that you may have great endurance and patience. And I just want to encourage you with this. As you are walking this walk that you feel God leading you to walk. As you are following his, his nudges and as, a, as you are listening to his voice. Um, it's good to remember that you're doing this journey and this journey is not alone. You've got other people with you that are linked up with you that have your back. You have people you can process what you're hearing and what you're sensing with. You have people to encourage you and maybe even sometimes be more corrective if that's what's needed. That's so very important. And when you have all of those things in place and you're going on this journey and you're trusting him for each step and you're allowing him to continually illuminate your path through his word, don't be surprised if, if distractions come or disappointments come or the enemy comes to try to you know, whisper little lies in your ear about, you know, you can't do this, you're not qualified, you don't know what you're doing, it's too hard. That is all just a bunch of junk. You need to know, you need to have the endurance and the patience to know, again, who God has called you to be and then walk out what he has you to do. You don't have to worry with feeling inadequate. You don't have to worry with feeling like you're not good enough or you don't have what it takes. You already have what it takes. Why? Because you're a child of God. Why? Because you're a kingdom person. Because you know his voice and you're following in his footsteps. And so nothing less than his glorious power at work within you is going gonna, is gonna to take away anything that you're doing. It's not going dis- to, if, if distractions come, his glorious power at work within you will produce the endurance that you need, will produce the 
patience that you need to keep walking and to keep listening and to keep moving. The take-home is this. This is what I want you guys to take home. Don't wait. Don't wait for this big aha moment. Just get busy doing the things of the kingdom. Get busy and continue to do the things that you sense him telling you to do. Walk it out and see what you discover on the way. Trust God to continually light your path because he will. If he lights your path for the first few steps, guess what? He's going to continue to light your path for the following steps and the following steps and the following steps. Process it with your community. Let them in on what's going on in your life and spur one another on to good works. Iron sharpens iron. Just be an encouragement to one another and walk it out and be faithful with each step. I want you guys, I want to spend just a couple of minutes just reflecting and processing and listening to what God has for us this morning. I don't know if you're out there and you have a big decision that you need to make. I don't know if, you're, uh, if there's something really huge on the horizon that you're trying to decide about, or if you're just trying to kind of begin this process and figure out what God has for you. I do know, though, that as you listen to him and give him room to speak to you, he will do that. I do know that as you continually walk in the things that he's called you to do, it gets a lot easier to deal with those big things. I know that as you make a practice of listening to him and spending time with him and allowing his spirit to connect with your spirit, when it does come time to make a really big, when there's a fork in the road and you really do need to know this way or that way, it'll become very easy because you already know the voice that you're following. And so I want you guys, if you need to close your eyes, do that. If you need to just sit there still, do that. Um, and we're going to just spend a little bit of time listening to what God has for us this morning, paying attention to what maybe he's nudging our spirits to do. Maybe he's whispering something in our ear for us to hear.
process and listen. I just want to read this verse of scripture over you guys once again. Um, I kind of see it as a blessing over this body. And it's the verses that we read earlier in Colossians. So just receive this. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience and giving thankful thanks to the Father who has qualified each of you Woodland Hills to share in the inheritance of his people in the kingdom of life. I want to pray for you now. Father, from the bottom of my heart, I thank you. Thank you for this body of believers. Thank you for their heart. Thank you for their spirits. Thank you for their hunger for you, their passion for you. Lord, I pray that you would continually speak. Speak to them. Illuminate their path, oh God. Father, I I thank you for the manner in which they walk. They act out. They move toward the things that you have for them. Father, I thank you for the communities that are represented here and the and, and, and the relationships that are represented here. And, and I just am so thankful for the impact on, on, on the community and the kingdom that is represented here, Lord God. I pray that we would each be continually listening, listening to, to what you have to say, responding to your nudges, oh God. Bless the people here, Father. Bless Woodland Hills Church. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for loving us. In Jesus' name. Amen. So the altar ministry team is going to come forward. And if you guys need some prayer about any of this or anything else, please come. They are ready and willing to pray with you. Thank you again for being here today. Thank you for being amazing people and for uh, welcoming our family into your family for the last six years. You guys are absolutely incredible. Thank you very much.